This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, buckle up, boys and girls. Welcome in to what will be a very interesting edition of the Bostonian versus the book. My name is Matt Peralt alongside Dave Sherapan with you here. Thanks to Props.com for a show that is going to be the last show of the week. But the reason why I was going to be off for Thursday and Friday, Dave, has dramatically changed. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Um, I know what's going on over there. People might get a little bit of a taste of it. Um, the holidays, you do all these plans, all these things come up. You, 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 you put a lot of time and effort into it. And then the weather don't cooperate. Like in Vegas, it never really is a factor. Back east, you make visions, great big plans, and then you get a snowstorm. You get an ice storm. You can't go anywhere. Planes get shut down. Things happen. Doesn't usually happen in Vegas like that, but we might got a little touch of that right now. Well, so I was supposed to be going to Disney Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So Teresa, my wife, decides to let's check the weather forecast. She goes ahead and pops open the weather app. 90% chance of rain on Thursday, 100% chance of rain on Friday. Yeah. Now, granted, we're in Vegas. So rain to us is kind of like, wait, what's that? Like, so we, I, I kind of like go, look, it's, it's Southern California rain. It's not that big of a deal. Right. She goes on a war path. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm talking like 15 to 20 minutes of just stomping around the house going like, this is going to be miserable. We're going to be outside. It's 50 degrees in California. It's going to be humid and cold and wet. And right. I do not want to go. And I'm like, come off of it. All right. I was like, we planned this out. This is a reward for our daughter. We told her in the first, we hadn't taken her back to Disney since she was four and a half. And we said, look, you get all A's in your first semester of second grade. We'll go to Disney. She got all A's. So it's like, okay, we're going to Disney. And like, then it was like, when are we going to Disney? And it was like, let's go for, for, we were going to go for Halloween. It didn't really work. So let's go for Christmas. Right. Planned the whole thing out, booked the whole thing out. Flights bought, hotel booked, you know, everything, everything's good to go. We're all, we're, we're all there. And then Teresa's like, I don't want to go. Now my daughter has been dealing with a touch of a cold, nothing too serious, but just a little bit of a cold. My daughter wakes up this morning. She doesn't feel great. She's run down. They were out at a Christmas party last night running around and she looks at me and she's like, daddy, I don't want to get on a plane. And I'm like, oh no. So now I got the wife saying, I'm not dealing. I got the kids saying, I'm not feeling it. And so we're done. No Disney off the board. When they both come at you like that, it's like minus 5,000. I'm done. No. Like I'm, there's I'm, no I'm dead. Yeah. You, you and just the beautiful lay it thing, the beautiful thing is that the Disney tickets are you use it whenever you want. Correct. So that's not that's not a big deal. We bought it on Southwest so we can move it around. Not not that big of a deal. 
And we got to deal with the hotel and kind of say like, look, we got a sick kid. We don't think it's COVID, but you know, it's COVID time. And I don't think bringing a sick kid to your hotel is a good idea. So hopefully they play ball and hopefully they let us kind of push it back and then we'll go and do it in the spring and we'll just kind of reconstitute it and do it after football is over. Uh, But like this was a little window we had right before Christmas. It was like, we planned it months ago. So when we went to, to launch the show with props.com, I was like, Hey, just so you know, I've got a trip book that for like months that like right. we're going two days before. And they're like, all right, that's fine. We don't love it, but that's fine. You know, during football season, not the best time to go on vacation, Matt. I'm like, I know, but like, <laughs> I, you know, I know, I know, I know, but like we already planned this and like it was booked in and literally it was booked in like early September. I didn't know we were doing this show. Like it was kind of like, well, wow, <laughs> like, well, what are we doing? So yeah. So like, yeah. So even you, though you took a bit of a gamble, by the way, that she would get always booking this a couple months ago, you know, that what if she had oh, got no. a B like, it would, yeah. you, would you have still gone? Um, what did, what did we do? No. So we must've booked it in late September, early October. We got a progress report and she had all A's. And that's how the, that's how the, so that's how the conversation yeah. came up. Yeah. So I said, Hey, look, if you keep, Right now, you do this. You keep where you are with all A's. When you get your report card, I think it was supposed to be like um, Thanksgiving, I think it was. Okay. Or maybe it was before Thanksgiving. Okay. But like when you get your report card, we will go to Disney if you have all A's. So it was right. like kind of like a carrot type of thing. Like, Yeah, of keep, course. you got to find it. ways to motivate the kids. Everybody yeah. does. I mean, that's so, awesome. But yeah, that would so have been right. a hell of a gamble had she come up with a B in English <laughs> or something. Yeah. It would have been like, all right, we still going to go or not? Like, what are we saying here? Yeah. So she got it. She, 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 we, we didn't have that. And so like Teresa was out shopping around looking for different packages and whatever. So <laughs> yeah, so we'll do it in the spring, but, but it's, it's yeah. So um, we're still going to be off because we planned it off. We already kind of booked things right. around. And so right. we're still going to be off Thursday and Friday, but uh, yeah. So. Scotch Thursday then? So you had a little Scotch Thursday? Well, maybe lunch? That's not something. a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's not a bad idea to, 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 to drink. Yeah. To like just keep myself not sober for three days for, for three days until this. Like you know the already- code. Just send me the code. I'll be there in 15 yeah, minutes. And we'll go for a ride. Where are you going? She, just going for she's already like this morning, like she's already pissed off because she's like, so what are we doing on Christmas Eve now? I was like, well, what do you mean? We, we're doing? We, we didn't have a plans anyway. We were flying. <laughs> we were flying back on Christmas Eve. We were going to be here. And I was, I was like, Teresa, this is nothing new. Like we were going Wednesday night, Thursday night, back on Friday for Christmas Eve. She's like, yeah, but now we're not doing anything. So now what are we going to do? I'm like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Like it's not that big of a deal. We had to cancel Disney. Let's be angry about that. Like we, <laughs> we, we canceled Disney. Like no. I'm more mad that we're supposed to be in California today at five o'clock yeah. and we're not in California. That's done. You can stop thinking about that. This is, this is part of, I mean, I swim in this ocean of estrogen every day. It's the next plan. Like, what are we doing? Well, what are we doing? We're not doing anything. Like right. we weren't doing anything before. <laughs> anyway, like, yeah. Like, so now uh, I feel like I've been a cruise ship director for years. <laughs> like I'm constantly coming up with something to do to then to do the next thing. And everyone in the house is waiting for me to be, um, you remember the love boat? Like go for it. Yeah. Yep. I got to come up with this and then I got to come up with this and I got to come up with this. And it's like, wait, can we just breathe? All right, we've just yeah. canceled this trip. So, yeah, I know what's going on over there. People listening to the show know what's going uh, on. It's like, all right, um, give me some sucks. games. Give me some games. Well, before we do games, what's the hat you're wearing? What is this? This is a friend of mine. Uh, he, he sent me these. He's called Beating the Bookie. And oh. today, there's I couldn't decide what hat to wear because games are being canceled. 
all over the place. And we don't have football. You know, there's still no even discussion of whether we're going to have baseball or not. I got caught up watching baseball videos last night, just thinking about hopefully we have baseball again and they can at least start talking about playing games again. So I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm freezing. It's cold. It's that cloud cover. We're having a back East day. I call these back East days where we ain't going to see the sun for three days. It's going to peak out here and there, but it's that cold, damp cold. Cause you know, it's coming. My ankle hurts, My you know, I know it's coming. So uh, it's going to rain. It's going to be wet. And I was like, you know, I feel like I got to think about the beach and think about the warm. So this, this hat is white. I wore the blue shirt to kind of like try to bring that warm vibes. And then you text me this morning, we're not going. <laughs> I was like, oh boy, hmm, you're yeah. better off because I'm telling you, I did Disney once in the rain. Yeah. And you can get to whatever ride you want. That is a plus. But when the kids are little and our kids being little, being under 10, it ain't fun. And this is what they remember. Like, you don't want this to be the Disney experience soaking wet. And then you go back to the hotel, you take a hot shower, and then you got to worry about getting sick because you've been soaking wet all day in a damp, you know, every time you get in a ride, you squish when you sit down. It's no fun. It's like riding the, the, the wet ride all day. It's terrible. Yeah. And and that's, that was my wife's point. That was Teresa's point. So, I mean, it's fine. I mean, the Madeline waking up this morning and, and not feeling great was the, was the closer. That was like, okay, now it's, yeah. I'm not going to put, put my kid outside when she's not feeling great, you know, with a cough and you know, <sighs> she's, she's vaccinated. So like, we're not freaking out like, oh my gosh, it's COVID. Like we don't believe it's COVID. It's, she doesn't have a fever. She just has a cough. And like right. these kids, these kids are running around now, you know, around each other more and more. And they're just, you know, of this, course. if this was four years ago, this is like, okay, she has a cold big deal. So, you know, unfortunately, isn't that weird how it's all different now? Like it's yep. all different. I mean, like even in like the protocols are changing, the leagues are changing and all this, like it's everything is it's, the same it might just be a cold but everything is different and what do we oh, do the, now the anxiety is totally yeah the anxiety the thought the process the oh. check the checklist of what her symptoms are everything i'm i'm, I'm I, i've been giving her last two days i've been giving her things to smell and taste i'm like you can smell this right yep you can taste this right yep oh. so like because that's the i mean if she's if, if it's covid she won't be able to smell or taste so that's the the, the thing that i keep on waiting for and watching because i lost my sense of taste and smell Teresa lost her taste and smell madeline lost it for a day and she couldn't smell anything and that's how we knew uh-oh and then that night she popped a fever so like we're watching all the checklists and all it's been is no fever you know a little more rundown than normal but nothing too crazy and a cough and that's how it. long did that lack of taste last for me yeah uh four days how weird is that? I chugged whiskey like it was water. Like a, <laughs> I'm serious. As a joke, like I, I took a bottle of whiskey and I straight up drank it like it was water. And you water. didn't get that hot feeling? Nothing. Oh, I, you didn't, in my nothing. stomach, it was. Br- it felt like I was had a fire in my stomach. But from, he, from my mouth, nothing. down, nothing. Zero. No smell, no taste. Ooh. It was just gone. And it was the weirdest strangest thing I've ever experienced because I knew I was drinking something pretty potent, but I wasn't, (laughs) I I couldn't taste it. So that was, yeah, that that was the weirdest. That was of all the times I've ever been sick in my life, not having everything be like that, just be flat. Everything tastes like nothing tastes like dust. Just was, was so weird. It was the strangest. Yeah. And then it comes back very slowly. 
like you start to go, Oh, I can smell that. Oh, I can taste that. And like, it just starts to come back and then it's back. But some people lose it for months, which I couldn't imagine. That's like, that's torture. Those, that would be men. very strange. Like I, oh. I've never really experienced that. And like, I would notice that immediately. Like, wait a second, what's going on right now? Yeah. You, and you do. I mean, that's, that's the thing about it, about, you know, something's wrong. Like for me, I constantly monitor my heart rate and monitor my, with my, with my Apple watch, my heart rate, my resting heart rate normally is pretty good. Normally it's like 58 to 64, somewhere yeah. in that range. My resting heart rate was 78 to 85. And I was like, what the Ooh. hell is going on? Something was like, I remember looking at my watch going like something's wrong. And then boom, <laughs> next day was yeah. when I started, started to go downhill. And, and it was, I, I, in that first 24 hours, I drank, uh, a case of 12 ounce vitamin waters and I still was not fully hydrated. My body was just like, Oh, going crazy. Oh. The weirdest experience of my life of about how just pounding liquids and it still wasn't enough, but my body was still cooking like crazy, like just, yeah, fever and chills. Oof. The chills at night, by far, as anyone ever gets COVID, the number one time, the worst time is overnight. It is absolutely the, the worst. Everything goes to hell overnight with COVID. You wake up and you're like, thank God. Teresa used to cry. When she had it, because she had it for 11 days, she, after about a week, uh, about like a week in, like day six or seven, she would cry at night because she knew she had to go to sleep and she didn't want it. She's like, I don't want to go to sleep. I don't want to go to sleep. It's going to be awful. It's going to be awful. And it was, she had it by far the worst of anyone I've known so far because she was, she got it back in June of 2020, back when it was like full blown, the real beginning of COVID when she, and she was the one that got it at work as a hygienist in, in, in a dental office. She's the one that brought it home. So she was test case A. And normally the first person who brings it home is the one that gets it the worst. And she had it. Yeah, right. She, she, she got it the worst. Oh, my. All right. So a couple things to get into here right yes. at the top. Okay. With the opener. All right. Rams win. Rams cover. Now we get into this conversation about referees. What did you make of the pass interference call that was not made at the end of the game for the Rams and the Seahawks and this new cry for referees to have to speak to the media? Um, first of all, how was it an interference? It it checked every box of being interference. I hate it though, because it really that shouldn't be interference. I understand, but it is the way yep, it's called in every Correct. game all Correct. the time. Yes. It's a big moment in the game. Huge. Yep. Um it would have allowed Seattle to continue the drive and most likely score to cover, yep. whether they score to win, who knows? But um now, whether if <laughs> you can, I don't trust the media to talk to the officials the right way. That's Ooh, the problem. Interesting. So, so what's yes, the right, they what's should. The, what's the hold on? What's the right way? It's not. If you want to know, ask the question. If you want to attack, you can't. You, you can't ask the questions because it's very hard to. If you ex- let them explain in take what they say for what they saw at the time. Okay. But we have the benefit. We see it better at home on television than anyone on that field sees it every time. And we get to see it from multiple angles. We get to see it. So I think now with what we do with the gambling stuff, I don't know if I want to open that Pandora's box. I mean, I want to know. I think the refs should be able to feel like, hey, 
what are they going to come on and say, I missed the call? I mean, yes. if that's being honest, they can say yes. that. Is is there a more protected group of, of people in sports than referees and umpires? I don't think so. I mean, I they mean, are the maybe most protected. They are secure in a castle. Owners? Top. They are, even owners get blasted for things that they do. But they I don't mean, talk to the media. They do when it's appropriate, though, when they have to, when, it, when something goes down to affect the league. Uh, you know, Mark really Davis talks. talks to the media here in Vegas when he has to, and something's going on. I mean, he's, he don't get a, he don't get asked questions. He talks. He don't really get okay. asked. Robert Kraft. Robert Kraft will answer questions as long as it's not about what he does in Florida. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, just, he didn't get asked no questions about that. And that's probably what people wanted to ask him questions about. Like, right. so I don't know if you can pick and choose. I mean, are they going to talk to the official after a perfectly officiated game? No, they're not. They're only going to talk to him when it's to question a call. And I don't right. know if I want to hear it. I, I mean, I think from a sports fan point, you know, sports fans point. Yes, I do want to hear what they're going to say, but you're not going to be happy with what he says. I mean, well, only because I, mean, I, I coach I, I the think, kids and I know sometimes the officials just blow calls. Yeah. And, but why can't they talk about the decision in a way, the same way a coach or player would be asked about a decision? Like, what did you see? Why wasn't it pass interference? Well, it wasn't pass interference because the ball hit the defender in the back. And I thought that Russell Wilson was trying to buy a call because that's what he was doing. I mean, the guy wasn't open. He just threw it up with the hope and prayer that a flag came out and the flag didn't come out. I I don't want that to be pass interference. I don't want in that situation. I don't want. And I'm not saying that because I'm on on the Rams minus seven. It's because Russell Russell had no intention of completing that pass. That was simply I'm going to buy a flag. Because I'm going to put it short. I'm going to throw it into the back of the defender. The guy's not going to turn around in time to see the ball. And if I get picked off, so be it. You and think he thought all that when he threw it up? Oh, I think he just underthrew it. I think that guy, I mean, if it passes a little further, he drops it right in the breadbasket over to, over to the defender. No? There was nobody know. on the back side of that. That looked like if he drops that in, it's a completed pass. But he, the, was, he was under heavy pressure. I mean, they were about to sack him. He just threw it up because he knew that the blitz was coming. He was going to get hit, and he just he got rid of the football. multiple times yesterday. He looked – I mean, he does not look the same. Well, that throw at the end of the game. I mean, I mean, the fact that the, I didn't I, – I should have pushed, okay? You want to be fair? I mean, minus seven, they should have gone into field goal range, kicked the field goal. But instead of getting into field goal range and kicking the field goal for an onside kick, he throws a Hail Mary into the end zone which in the double coverage, which didn't make a lick of sense to me as to why yeah. he was doing that. It was, that was a very weird decision that I took. I'm like, Hey, that's great. But I was fully, um, I was fully thinking that we're getting a push. Like here comes the field right. goal going to be seven and that's fine. And then the pick happens and it covers. So a lot of folks were angry about that afterwards. And I don't blame, you know, plus seven backers. That was a very fortunate cover for me i mean i that was yeah to get there but i mean sometimes you need that but. sometimes you need that like sometimes you get those decisions that to go that way i just i don't know if we can assume that you know russell was actually trying to do that but we've seen that become a an actual form of offense in the nfl yep. right and that stinks it. it's terrible it's terrible. It, it's taking away from the game again and it's using the rule not in the spirit of the rule it's right. using the rule 
advance, you know, and, and listen, athletes, coaches, teams, sports betters, you're trying to constantly bend the rules or use the rules to your advantage to gain the best result. Okay. Yeah. But the interference thing, that's what I keep talking about. Like we got to change the rule. And, and we discussed it earlier this week about whether it should be the college rule. I don't know what it needs to be, but it what it is now, it's not right. And I think having an official explain it post game who's not polished like not oh, media savvy. Come on. These guys, there's 24 full-time NFL referees now. Yes. Okay. These, their full-time job is to work for the NFL. You can coach them up to the media. You can have them be trained as to what to say and how you to will say have it. to. And, and look, I, and, and I'm fine if you actually put one ref on camera, like they do the pool reporter now, right? So it's yes. one person representing the media going to talk to the, that's not on camera. Why can't that be on camera? Why isn't it? Great question, because they want to protect these guys. These guys, if they're going to talk to the media at all, talk to the media on camera. So to your point, if the media can't control itself and you've got a bunch of idiot Yahoo, you know, sports talk show guys that want to make a name for themselves, then I start barking out your, you know, you're horrible at your job. Should you be fired or whatever type of dumb question they're going to ask? Right. You don't trust the media. Fine. You already have a pool reporter having a conversation with a, with a, a ref anyway. Put that on camera. So we see it. We hear the explanation. We hear how it's explained and we see the mannerism in which it's explained. So is this dude like, you know, stammering through his words and trying to find a way to explain it? Or is he really definitive? Like, yes, this was the right call to make in this moment. This was the call. And look, they do it in baseball. They don't put that on camera either. Uh, They do it in the NHL. They don't put that on camera either. It's just, we protect these umpires and referees so much that, we don't hold the refs to the same the same standard that we hold coaches and players to, and I think that has to change. How do you get to be the pool reporter? How do you it's get just, to be? It, it's a rotation. It just goes through each week. There's a different person from a different outlet. Oh, okay. So it's 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 random. It's not like, I mean, and again, I'm just thinking out loud. Yeah. It's not like a setup. I mean, no. it's not always you, or it's not always me. It no, can the, be someone team- else. The team picks. Really. Okay. I mean, okay. And, and they tell you actually in the preseason who's going to be the pool reporter. You know, here are the eight home games that we have and the home team, the home team's sports information department picks it and says, you're going to be the pool reporter okay. to, to talk to the media. So, you know, in Washington, it's the Washington post and then it's, you know, the Baltimore sun and then whoever it just kind of goes through whoever beat writer. Okay. So the, 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 the official wouldn't feel, I mean, he would know that it wasn't some Yahoo or some, some, you know, guy who may take a shot, try to make a name for himself or something like that. It's going to be a pool reporter, yeah, a, a credentialed media person right. asking legitimate questions to the head ref, right. to right. the head ref, not, okay, not even, so- not, not even the side judge or the back judge or something like, but it's, it's the person that we see on TV anyway. Oh, well, why wouldn't being, I, so why, yeah, why, why be. because they're protecting these people. Hmm. They just, they want them to be untouchable. You know, these are, you know, you can't influence. They feel like if they go on camera, they're going to influence what might be done or what might be said. It's just a joke. I mean, it really is. It just, these people are making good money to be these referees and they should have to explain themselves because I think Seattle fans deserve a legitimate explanation on camera about what they saw 
or what the person, if you're the head umpire or head referee, what did the person on the sidelines tell you? Why didn't he, why didn't that flag not come out and tell the public, tell everybody on camera, this is why the flag did not come out because then there's accountability. And then there are things you can say, you can match the video versus what the referee is saying publicly. He, you know, the, we believe that. But the, you can't change the result. No, but at least you have an idea of looking at it going forward. The next time it happens, what might the call be? Because well, that's the inconsistency of officiating in general, especially in the NFL. It doesn't no even. Accountability. There's, there's no accountability fact, for it. It can change from play to play. Right. That can happen on the next series and be a, be a penalty. That's the problem. That that accountability is not there where there's no repercussion really from having to answer a hard question, a legitimate question. Hey, on third and six, this wasn't a pass interference. However, on the next drive on second and two, it was pass interference. So why was this call pass interference and this call wasn't pass interference and having to explain the nuances of that? They don't want the referees having to do that because the problem is they're going to suck at it. And they know that. So that's suck the problem. at explaining it. Suck at trying to explain why one was and one was not. Because right. it literally is flip the coin. It's mm. it, there's there's not a lot of rhyme or reason. There's no way to explain why that call was not made last night. There's no logical explanation because if you and this is where you go through all the different, even on the I forget who the who the expert was on the call last night, but uh, the person that was on saying like this checks every box for pass interference. Like there's contact. The guy before. in the booth said that the official yeah. in the booth. Yeah. So they checked every box. Dean Blandino said that. If that's what it was, I forget which network I was. I was. Yeah, watching. it was on Fox. I was on we the had the Fox. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was watching the ticket, so I was watching both games at the okay. same time. But um, but yeah, I mean, he came on. So this checks every box for pass interference. I don't know why this wasn't pass interference. <laughs> like what? Wow. I don't know what they were what they were looking because at. Because I I think a lot of times. I mean, like the league put the guy in the booth to kind of sell and protect the guys on the field. I find that happening more often than not where Blandino, Francesca, Gene Steratore, like great officials. These guys were good officials. Like I remember them being on the field and like talking about stuff. And then they're in the booth now. And I thought that was the league's way of saying, all right, we'll put a guy in the booth and if they make a bad call. They'll kind of poo-poo it and justify it to the broadcast team, which will then sell the people watching the game and they'll leave them alone. I don't think the league wants a spotlight on the officials at all. Like period. Nobody does. No Nobody does. does. No. I mean, they, 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 they don't want it. I mean, Pierre brings up a great point. It's like this in every sport and the refs are affecting the game. Well, of course the refs are affecting the game. The problem is with the embracing of gambling, that's when the red flag goes up because everybody yeah. wants to know, well, wait a minute. Why didn't you throw that flag? Because that's a key moment. And you made the great point. If that flag gets thrown, most likely the Rams aren't covering like that. Yeah. Seven is almost impossible to be covered. If a field goal is made on that drive or a right. touchdowns made on that drive, right? Forget it. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's a tie game and they're not covering the seven. It's going to be a three point win for one team or the other. Right. And that's it. So like, that flag determined the outcome, but it also determined the spread. So just we all know this. Who has the most control? Tim Donaghy says all the time in the NBA, <clears throat> it's referees because of what's a foul and what's not. And when do they award free throws and when do they not award free throws? That's the hardest one. That's but, the I mean, like the basketball officials, 
it, you watch a game and literally from trip down the floor to trip down the floor. I've been asking for, I mean, I've been asking since I played 35 <laughs> years ago, like what's a foul. Like yeah. when that guy goes to the, to the scores table, goes like this, or he goes like this, like he, you know, what, what, what is that? You just know it when you see it, but like, Sometimes it isn't for certain players. This is for certain players. This isn't. I mean, you know what double dribble is. And even that is like a subject well, to interpretation. Well, traveling sometimes. now. I mean, yeah. Superstars oh, don't, don't get called for the traveling. basketball ones are yeah. the hardest right. ones because the speed is like everything. It just, I think it's very hard. And it's a good discussion, but I don't think the league is in any hurry to do it. And I don't know if Not. we're going to get it as gamblers. You want to know, but then I like think, well, if I'm in a book and all these people hear this guy say I missed the call and stuff, they're going to be even more mad. Like, I don't know if I want that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here's the question. Are the Philadelphia Eagles who are going to play at home against the Giants at seven and seven? They have won four of five. Yep. They are in the conversation for a playoff berth. They are. If the Eagles make the playoffs, are they dangerous? Oh, I think so. Mm. I think so. Don't you? I mean, they can run the ball. They have the type of game that can win a game. I don't think they're a threat to win three, you know, and get to the Super Bowl, but I think they can win one game. They can take the show on the road, not turn the ball over, and win a ugly game. I mean, but do I think they're a threat to win? I'm not in a hurry. I mean, if somebody wants to bet them to win the Super Bowl and I'm in the book, I'm like, let them bet it. You know, let them let them bet them to win the NFC. They're not winning the NFC. But dangerous? You don't think they're dangerous? You're there go against immediately? Yeah. They're 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 a fade fast for me in the in the playoffs. I don't I think they're they're benefiting from the division. They're benefiting from their schedule. Look, everyone's like Nick Sirianni's got this team. I just don't like Nick Sirianni. Uh, I right. I like I like Jalen Hurts as a person in a story. I'm not in love with Jalen Hurts as a quarterback having to throw the football. And if you have a defense and the Cowboys can stop the run enough. The Bucs can really stop the run. The Niners can stop the run. The Rams can stop the run. The Cardinals at times can stop the run. Packers, when they really commit to it, can stop the run. I don't think there's anybody that they could play in the postseason that I would go, oh, yeah, give me Philly all day long. Like, 100%, give me Philadelphia. Plus four and a half, you wouldn't even take them? I mean, maybe there at plus four and a half, but I don't. Right. I, we talked about it yesterday. Are we going to see lines like that in the postseason? Uh, I mean, if they get the wrong matchup, yeah, you know they're going to be four and a half point dogs. What's the sure. wrong? What's the wrong matchup though? I mean, against the Rams on the. Well, I mean, the Dallas goes to Dallas goes to Philly the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dallas is going to be favored. Yeah, in but that, Philly. That's that's because Dallas might have already wrapped up their spot. No, even if they not, even if they don't, if they don't have the spot wrapped up, they're going to be bigger favorites. No. Yeah, but I'm talking about in the playoffs, though. I'm not right. talking so, about weeks 18. So, so flip, okay, so Dallas will be favored at Philly the last week of the season in a virtual playoff game for both teams. Dallas will have to win to maybe get the one seed. Philly has yeah. to win to get in. Okay, Dallas will be a short favorite. Mm-hmm. So when you go back home, you, you if Philly plays in Dallas, they're seven. Dallas will be seven-point favorites. If they're favored in mm-hmm. Philly, short, you flip it down, to, you know, the other way. They'll be seven point dogs. The Eagles will in Philly. 
you wouldn't i would consider it i mean yeah i i don't i don't just I, i'm i'm not as concerned with the spread i'm just talking about winning games i don't think philly beats anybody who's above them in the standings right now wow in the, play, in the playoffs i don't All think right. beat, i don't think it'd be the vikings niners rams cardinals bucks cowboys packers i don't think they beat any of them i i, I do you I do. don't think the eagles could beat the vikings no no, really? not, not on the road. No, they're the same team. Like looking at that's a Spider-Man meme. They're just looking at each other. They're the same team. Like, I, and I think there are better players on the Vikings, better running backs on the Vikings, better receivers on the Vikings. Right. I just think the Vikings are a better version of the Eagles. And even though Hertz runs and Kirk Cousins doesn't, it's just they're built very similar in similar ways. I, I, I do actually like Zimmer more than I like Sirianni, which is kind of shocking because I don't like Mike Zimmer. But... <laughs> Like, I don't like, I don't, there are certain coaches in this league that I don't like. I don't like Joe judge. I don't like Zach Taylor and I don't like Nick Sirianni. So, so are the Vikings dangerous? Dangerous is a tough word because they're so you Jekyll and Hyde. Graphic. What are you talking about? Tough. I word. mean, I, I, I have the Vikings over the Eagles, but, but are the Vikings dangerous. It's tough because they're so Jekyll and Hyde. Like, I don't know. I mean, they could be. Did you I mean, see the, that game on Monday night? Man, they, they ain't have, going on a road and winning a game and no playoff. I don't know about that. I mean. Well, you just I, said the team's Eagles couldn't beat. Which one of those teams does the Vikings go and beat on the road? On the Cardinals. The Eagles can't go beat the Cardinals? No, no, no. Vikings, you're talking about. No, I know. But like you said, they're the same Eagles, team. No, e- Eagles can't. No. But the Vikings can't. Yes. All right. Who else can the Vikings beat? The Cardinals are definitely the the um, weakest the X factor right now. Yeah, the, I don't think that. I think there's a couple teams that can go and beat the Cardinals right now. Yeah. Vikings can do it. Niners can do it. Uh, Rams can do it. Bucks can do it. Cowboys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about the Cowboys. Uh, Packers. I think the Cardinals. Packers. I, I'm actually really excited to kind of take take a look at and see what what the cardinals do this coming weekend i i, I want to see what the cardinals look like um the and, colts are going to end up favored in this game you know that huh, Chris? well i i've already i mean we'll get to better your book it but i've already bet it i mean I, i've already I, I got it once it hit pick i teased it up i was like okay like the second that game hit pick i'm colts plus six boom got on it so I, yes i mean they, they're gonna close they might close it as like a two-point favorite they're the going of, to the way the this pro is money, going. Yeah, the pro money is pouring in on Indianapolis right now. They're going to be the yeah. They're definitely closing the favor. I yeah. don't know. Well, well, they're a favorite now. They're minus one now, but they're going to be. Maybe oh, I two. got a lot of picks. Yeah. Okay. Or so like they, it's all trending this way where it opened as a favor for the Cardinals, and now it's all cult money coming in. No one likes this Cardinals team, and I mean, frankly, at home they're bad. <laughs> there's a better they're a better team on the road like the patriots patriots are not a good team at home they're a much better team on the road cardinals are a much better team. so strange because they have always been even when they weren't good they've always been good in arizona like mm-hmm. the strangest things have happened um down there and they're not getting to be given a chance here i mean the, the, the colts 100 are going to be favored it might flip back because they do that thing where they take the plus money and then they take the plus money on, and right. flip these games but it's all colts money up to this point yeah it's gonna be really interesting to see what jonathan taylor does because i don't know if the cardinals defense can stop him and it's it's kind of like you want you want to try to stack the box and but then you got to worry because i don't like that secondary for the cardinals 
And I mean, their whole thing when they were winning, it was that pass rush. They were getting up field. Chandler Jones was killing people. They aren't doing that now. You and trust Carson Wentz to make those trust, plays? Do I trust Carson Wentz? I think Carson Wentz can make enough plays. Yeah, I actually do think he can make enough plays. He's playing well. I mean, you can't really knock. He's good for a pick like we talked about last week. He'll throw a pick. He'll make a dumb boneheaded play. Uh, but he's been getting away with a lot. I mean, he's, you know, his touchdown to interception ratio over the last seven weeks is really impressive. Yeah. Frank Reich is at least keeping him kind of in this box and being like, don't do anything more than this. (laughs) Like, just do this. Like, don't hold the football with two minutes. Just don't be dumb. Like, just Just don't hurt us. Okay. Like, don't, don't make the play that's going to lose the game. Okay. We don't need you to win the game. Just don't make the play that's going to lose the game, please. Almost in the against Patriots. You almost did. You (laughs) almost did. So like he's, he's still, it still went, you're going to worry about him, but oh boy. All right. Uh, the big news out this morning uh, for all you hockey heads out there is the NHL is not going to the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, they're going to take that two week period in which the Olympics is uh, supposed to be played and it's going to be now hockey games. What does this do for future wagers, win totals, and the overall handle for the Olympics. Let, let's start with the later, the last one there for a second. Not having the hockey tournament be with NHL players, how much does that depress the overall Olympic handle? Oh, it, it it's one of the few things you can count on for handle for the for the Winter Olympics. I mean, and, and books, I give them credit. I mean, they put up you know biathlon and all kind of other stuff now. So I mean, you can find ways to bet it. Um, recently, in the in the past though. Like when we did it, this was one of the few things we put up. And again, as long as the games are on TV and they're at pretty decent times, you take action on it. So now not having the NHL guys and anyone that anyone really knows in it, I mean, if they're going to do it, it's not going to generate much handle. I think it kills the handle. Kills it entirely. Almost non-existent. Almost, it becomes almost non-existent. If you, and some books will probably choose to just not put it up rather than put it up and not know half the teams or who these guys are, and like try to come up with legitimate lines and you know, and keep the limits low because you don't know, and yeah. get into discussions about why you even putting it up. A lot of times, I mean, like I know we did it. We just said don't put it up. If we get a hundred calls, all right, get to work, put it up. You might get two calls or an email. Hey, you guys putting up Olympics? No. Okay. Why not? <laughs> oh, because we don't know the players. Do you get what you want to give us lines? Maybe we'll put it up. And the guy goes, well, no, I just wanted to make $10 parlay. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, find an NBA game or find some college basketball. We're, just, we're not putting it up. So it, it kills it. It's, it's, it's not good hmm. um, for anybody, but it's probably the right move. So I made bets in the preseason on three different teams for their win totals. And I made it with the thought that certain teams like Tampa was going to have the majority of their team basically play in the Olympics on all different countries, definitely all all different countries. That's the one team I was like, man, they're going to be tired. They could get hurt. So I bet the under, I think it was 109 points on Tampa Mm. who started off really slow and now it's gotten red hot one last night here in Vegas against the Golden Knights. And I got to admit, I'm a little bit nervous now, the Olympic Games, and they're going to be playing these games. 
does it affect Stanley Cup futures? Does it affect win total futures? I mean, how do the books handle the fact that these games now are going to be made up after being canceled, but during a two-week dead period, that there's supposed to be nothing? It's probably books having meetings this week, or they're putting it off until after Christmas going. we got to change house rules again. we got to check the house rules and see what it says because they were taking this break, and now the stipulation on the bottom – of the sheets or on your bet or in the house rules that weighs the decision. So Mm. X number of games have to be played. If this games aren't played, there's no bet or these bets are all action, you know, regardless of Olympic break or not. Like there's, there's definitely stipulations, hopefully, in some of the books, but I guarantee that some people somewhere listening to the show, there is no stipulation. You have to be patient with the book because it's kind of like on the fly. We're trying to figure this out right now. Actually, it's a good thing. There's no games and we ain't got to worry about booking it, but we got to find out what are the, what is the NHL doing? I mean, when COVID came back uh, or when we came back from COVID in the book and baseball changed the playoff format. They added the teams. We found out when everyone else found out. And it was like, I remember I was I was at work and I was sitting with Tony and I'm like, hey, you know, they added playoff teams. He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <laughs> that bracket. They added, I said, yeah, yeah. The things they were doing before, they're not doing it. Like now they added teams. There's going to be three game series. He's like, what are you talking about? We had to take a deep breath and go find it out, you know, on MLB.com or whatever resource we used. We had to go through and change all the odds because now teams that we didn't think were going to make the playoffs were going to make the playoffs or could. So they had to lower the odds there, and that meant the favorites had to get better. Like you couldn't make the Dodgers were no longer three to one because they had to play an extra round. Somebody could upset them, so now they're five to one or six to one. And it was it was one of those things that like we were mad. Like, could we have gotten a press release or like couldn't have somebody have just shot us a heads up that this was going to change. So I think, you know, from the better standpoint, yeah, you need to know, but like from the book standpoint, they don't know either. So you're like, okay, find this out. I think you have a point in being a little bit concerned because if you watch that game last night, cool, sign me up right now for that to be the Stanley cup final. If we could, because that will be some electric hockey. Tampa looked great. They did, but Vegas three to one, man. I mean, the, I there's been very few games I've bet for hockey, but I, I bet I bet the under that game under six. They could there's, yeah. there's a de- decent push potential. And normally the Golden Knights when they play top table top level teams, they'll play more of a defensive style. Yeah, they had their backup goaltender in, so that that was part of the problem. Right. But like you're up three to one, and you give up those two goals like that that fast at the end of the second period, like that killers. Oh my goodness. They're just like, they're, three to one. I was like, okay, I think I'm okay. Get me to the third period, three to one, like, you know, probably a push. You needed to have a lead going into the third period. It would have changed the dynamic of the game. Tampa would yeah. have had it open up more. And I think, you know, the Knights could, it could have played it different, but when it was yeah. tied, I was like, Oh, Tampa's winning this game. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, and I didn't bet the, I didn't bet aside. I just wanted to watch the game. I thought Tampa would have was live to win it. It was basically minus one Oh, minus one Oh nine minus one Oh four. Yeah, I think pick, here, pick pretty much. Yeah. So yeah. like you go into which side you wanted to take. And a lot of people took the home team just because they were at home, but right. you know, Tampa is poor oh boy. They are 
and they're oh, playing healthy, that, they're dangerous. I mean, and they're super. playing that game regardless. I mean, there could have been like half the team could have been out and they're playing that game. Like right. one trip, to, one trip to Vegas a year. We're playing this game. Like we have to get this game in other game gets canceled. Who cares? We're playing this game. Yeah. When you have, well, when you have a Western conference team playing a Western conference team, they're coming again, you know, so you can kind of reschedule or, you know, it's easier. The travels less the East coast, West coast thing. Um, you know, one trip in each it's, it's, they're like, listen, we got to play this game. It was entertaining. That's for sure. So, so we'll go a little bit longer normally because it's our last show of the week. Yeah. So I, I kind of want to go through these games because we're not going to be on Thursday or Friday. So okay. we'll, we'll be on tomorrow. So let's go on. Let's talk about Niners Titans tomorrow. Niners minus three and a half number open at three pro money came in instantly on the Niners. I'm having a real hard time not loving San Fran here against the Titans. What, what do you feel about the home dog here and the Titans in primetime? Oh, I'm all about it. They, they, I think the perception, this is the ultimate bounce back spot, but I mean, the Titans should have won that game against the Steelers. And I Four watched it. Yep. I mean, it was just like, and I think that score is misleading if you didn't really watch the game in San Francisco. Don't get me wrong. I have no problem with them being a favorite, but over a field goal favorite is what gets me. I'm like, I can't, you can't lay at this point in a short week cross conference game with Tennessee coming off of that. Just, they got to be so mad. And I mean, he's a good coach. Tennessee's coach is a good coach. And, Look, and, yeah, Vrabel, Vrabel's got the ear of his team, but if they make mistakes like that, just like what happened last week, the Niners will kill you. you yes. Can't four, you can't have four turnovers yes. during a game like and, that. And, you just, you can't do that. And I don't think they will. I, I think the bounce back is just, it, it, it screams at me that if it's over three, it's an automatic play in Tennessee. For me, I just I, I, it's no, I just agree. one of those ones. Yeah, you take the points and and just go with it. The total's forty four. Um, not surprised if it gets played under. I think that'll be one of those games. It will look like the Steeler game more than the, the than it did the Falcon game, the, the Niners Falcons. I think you'll see team wins it with twenty four tops. You know, the, in a game twenty four twenty is the projected score somewhat, you know, with the total and the spread. I think the winner gets the 24, the loser doesn't and doesn't cover the spread. Yeah. I like the three and a half. We'll get to more of that coming up and betting it or booking it, but I, I do like primetime dogs over a field goal. Okay. So when would you place a bet on Casey Pittsburgh? Now, I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not saying which side would you bet yet, but the line's crashing. And, <laughs> And it's just like an absolute waterfall down. So Who's we're talking. Playing? Well, Beasley, I mean, sorry. Uh, we know that Hill is out and Kelsey is out. Okay. There's no chance they come back or they pass the Not test Hill. or the protocol. Hill is, Hill is Hill is out, but Kelsey looks like he, I, I we don't know yet about Kelsey, but Hill has been ruled out Ooh. for the, for the game. So no Hill. <sighs> and you've got a KC team, which I mean, look, people, bookmakers are calling them the best team in the NFL. I'm not entirely sure I agree with it, but I can listen and I can, I can, I can hear the case out for being the best team in the NFL, but the number opened up a 10 and a half. If this thing goes below seven, don't you have to bet Casey? It ain't going below seven. That's seven at FanDuel right now. Seven at FanDuel right now. Yeah. 
they must know something that somebody doesn't. I mean, I'm looking at the lines. It's eight, eight and a half in town. Bet MGM is seven and a half. DraftKings is seven and a half. Points bets at eight. You know, but it's all heading down. I mean, it's all the bottom's falling out of this of this number. What if Mahomes don't play? Well, that's the that's why I haven't bet it yet. But if Mahomes is playing, how am I not betting on Kansas City under a touchdown against the Steelers? You have to. I think you, I mean, you have to. I, I think you have to. I mean, it's just uh, wow. I don't know. I I saw the line. I mean, when it opened at ten, I was like, this kid's too high. It's just I I felt it was too high only because of the Steelers defense. Highly overlooked, underrated, whatever. I mean, TJ Watts having an unbelievable season. It's already set the team record for sacks. I mean, he's he's going to make that a problem all game. And we've seen Kansas City up until very recent weeks. When pressured, they don't score a lot of points. Now, we if we don't have Kelsey, we don't have Hill. What do I'm we okay. have? I'm okay. Yeah, Pringle. You got you got weapons. You got you can run the ball with. Are with they Evans going Lair. to run the ball? I mean, they have to, but I mean, it, it's more to me. It's more about keeping Mahomes upright and away from TJ Watt. If you can do that, I think they win going away. It's funny. I mean, this will be. It already was going to be a high teaser. You know, taking Kansas City down. <laughs> you can't go below seven. I don't think with the teasers. I mean, you're going to get. You're going to have that legitimately could be a 95 to 5 percenter where 95 oh. percent of oh, yeah. the tickets are teasers on KC. If you it's, give me seven and a half, I'm teasing this down. Like if I, if I get KC seven and a half in Vegas, we haven't gotten there yet. But if I get right. seven and a half, I'm pulling. That's a 100 percent a teaser leg for me with Chiefs minus one and a half minus one. 100 percent. That's for everybody. Yeah. I don't because know. It, but, it's I a mean, winner. <laughs> right. So if Hill is definitely out mm-hmm. and Kelsey is out, does this drop lower? Than seven? Yeah. Yes. You think it does? Wow. It's possible. I, I think COVID steam, the public is all about it. And it's the number one mistake people are making right now is that they're 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 pushing, they're following all this COVID steam, and they're like, oh my gosh, the number's falling. All these guys are out. And then it doesn't really matter all that much. It's one game, and the guys behind them aren't Hill and Kelsey. I'll give you that. Right. Monster weapons being out. But for one game, they can figure out a way to make enough plays to win a football game because I don't like that offense for for the Steelers up against the Chiefs. Oh, defense. the offense is so bad. I mean, so, it is just it is gonna struggle to score points. And then I mean, they've been able to keep coming back being down. I mean, you can bet Kansas City first half. I mean, there was a premium on that when the line was 10. The first half was six. I haven't even checked the first half, but I mean, I'll check it right now at Fandle. Yeah, what is it? And see what it is, but. I'm going to say it's four and a half. It's not up right now. Ah, they pull it down. I think they're going to make you pay a little bit on it. It's it's eight. I think they're going to make you pay a little juice on it to put to bet it. So before a little, a little more of an inflated number to bet it. Yeah, I, I see a four and a half at DraftKings. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. It's the only place with it up. Hmm. Yeah, but I like Chiefs first half. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I mean, when do you bet it? I mean, if you're betting this, the Chiefs, you can probably bet it now. If you're betting the Steelers, 
I don't think now's the time to bet it. You missed the number. Like you might have to wait till in game, and when they're down seven, yeah. and you can take I don't think this is going and a half or thirteen and a half again. This is going down, not up. Yeah, this is not, this is not going back Steeler up. Steeler bets like, are done. Yeah, if you're if you want to take the Steelers, you've missed the boat. Like if, you, if, if, right. you're, a, if you're a chief backer, hold on and let this thing let the it's public a game a chicken. You can yeah. you can wait until it gets to seven. I don't think. I mean. The only news that's going to make it drop below seven is if Mahomes don't play. Correct. And if, if he don't play, the game becomes almost the pick, right? Or like two and a half or something. Yeah, right? it, I would know. I want no part of it. If, if Mahomes is not in the game, I want no part of it. So, so like that's that's my only concern is that Mahomes. You have two offensive weapons who would be around Mahomes who are COVID positive. It's not that big of a leap to think that he might he might be COVID positive. So yeah, yeah. Not, Pat, how not, you feeling? I feel great. I feel yeah. great. Uh, how you feeling? I feel great. I mean, <laughs> leave me alone. Go away. <laughs> stop asking me. Well, speaking of stop asking me, the Bills are plus two and a half against the Patriots. And this morning we found out that Cole Beasley is not playing. Or yesterday afternoon, we found out he has tested positive for COVID. He is unvaccinated, meaning he is out for this game, oh. which is significant to yeah. me. Yeah. that he is out of out for this game. The number now is two and a half here. Mm. He is uh, Beasley is angry about this whole deal. Um, his statement on Instagram, he wrote, quote, just to be clear, COVID is not keeping me out of this game. The rules are vaxxed players are playing with COVID every week now because they don't test. One of my vax teammates is in the hospital missing games. I'm sure he didn't get this, this same energy. Thank you for those who support me. Everyone else, if you don't get what's happening, then there's nothing anybody can do for you. Again, this is one of these. I do my own research people, but okay. And uh, he's talking about John Feliciano, who currently is in the hospital, ended up in the ER on Sunday with COVID-19. These are these, um, the dudes that are, that are big and big guys when they get COVID can sometimes have problems. He's an offensive tackle. He's six foot four, 325 pounds. And when you get COVID at that size, sometimes you can, you can have trouble breathing. So, um, you know, we don't hear these stories all that often. He kind of outed one of his teammates as going to the hospital. And people often say, we don't hear about anybody getting really all that sick. Well, that's because the players have privacy and we don't, you know, we, we don't know reports on them unless they self-report that they've been in the hospital. But players are going to the hospital who are getting sick with COVID. Example with with now with the with the bills. But what do you make of Beasley out? And can you back the bills? Because I'm getting a little wishy-washy on my bills win pick here <laughs> i'm not as adamant as i once was on the bills to win this because i think beasley being out and not being able to move the chains is huge for the bills offense i like the patriots all week i told yeah. you that i said it a couple of weeks ago i liked i thought buffalo was going to beat them at home the patriots would then have trouble against the colts and i really liked the colts last week I think the Patriots win this game, and this only helps them. I wouldn't be – this This is a bigger deal than, like, you know, I mean, he is a chain mover. He is a guy that can be counted on to catch that hard pass. Well, and- you also can do a lot with – because you have knocks and you have digs. So the Patriots now can put J.C. Jackson on digs, and they can put – they can bracket linebackers around Knox. The difference maker is Beasley. He's the dude that's going to be able to come out because we know the Bills can't run the football. So without having the ability to throw the ball to Beasley to pick up a third and five and keep drives going, 
Oh boy. I mean, that's a, to me, it's, it, it really plays into the Patriots hands now defensively to shut down right. the Bills offense. And it puts even more as if there wasn't enough. Like when, uh, when my cousin Vinny, when he was stepping there saying, could you pile any more on to me? Right. Josh Allen shoulders just got heavier. Like now, I mean, he had to win the game for him anyway, but now he's going to have to, like those third downs, five, six, seven, he's going to have to run and get those because ain't nobody going to be open and the pressure is going to be on. I mean, so it's a lot. It's just, it's not, it's not good news at all. And, you know, for somebody who liked the Patriots, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I, I may have to come around to your side. I, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't bet it, but Two and a half. The number is moving quick. There's a lot of pro money already on the Patriots, and I don't think I want it to get to three. So, like, that's where I'm going. Will it get to three by Sunday? Yes. It does. Some books just jump off the the rail and say, all right, go to three, get some Bills money. Yeah. And I think the the pros come in on three. Oh, somebody does. Some some buying group 100%. I think – I think this would be – we'd be sitting there in the book and going, we're not going to three. Like at some point you you sit there in that room and go, we can't do it. We know they're coming to bet it. you got guys, you know, buying it up to three, laying the 20, doing what they can. Or if there's a premium on three, a lot of books charge a quarter instead of 10 cents to buy the three. So now you got to go plus three, minus 130. Mm. You start to see that you just know they're going to bet it. I know they would come hand over fist on the Bills plus three because it's going to be that game. So will the books need the Pats on Sunday? Um, as of right now, I think the books will need the Bills right now. I think unless the Bills money shows on the weekend, I mean, but this doesn't help. Like what's going to happen between now and then? I think we're going to hear more narratives about this is the Patriots game to win. And I think the books will need the bills, not for a big decision. I think the line's good. I mean, like you're getting a lot of two-way action on this. The line's not, I mean, there's a lot of people that are just taking the bills on the money line. They think the bills are better. They're going to bet the bills to win the game. It's a great line. And um, I don't think it'll be a big decision. I'm yeah. on that side if it wasn't for Beasley. Beasley now gives me pause. I got to go through and look at games he's missed, and I got to do some more research before I get to that. I still lean Bills, but I was pretty adamant. I was standing on a table for the Bills to win this game on Sunday, and now I'm not so sure. Now I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know. This might be a stay away for me and just hope and pray the Patriots win. Oh, it's a hard win. game. I, I mean, like, if I wouldn't want to use this really – Unless I really can't come up with another game. If I had to pick five picks for the contest, I'd really yeah. not put this one in in a hurry. Yeah, no, it's, it could go either way. And frankly, look, for my coach of the year bet with Belichick, if he wins this game, he's coach of the year. Kingsbury's out. You, you right. know, Maybe maybe Matt LaFleur, but he's been there before. He's got Rodgers. So, like, I think there's a little bit of a, of a negative shot on that because of who he has at quarterback. If they win this game and they win the AFC East, Belichick's winning coach of the year, in my estimation. It'd be hard to not. Like, right? <laughs> like, what would the argument be? Like, who else would be able to have that turnaround in a year with a rookie quarterback? I don't care what he did before all that. Like, yeah. the coach of the year is for the coach of the year. And 
And you I always have to have the swoon. You always, you can't be like LaFleur. You can't be at, you know, 13 win, 13 win, 13 wins. Like you don't win coaching. Belichick had that for years and he was always passed by. He hasn't won it since 2010 for that reason, because of everything that happened in 2008 and nine leading into 10 that he won the award. Brady blows his knee out and like everything else that happened post Super oh, yeah, Bowl. Yeah. That's why the Patriots had that bad year in 2009 and then came right back in 2010. And that's why he won coach of the year. So right. same thing. He's seven and nine last year, misses the postseason, loses Brady. Cam Newton's gone, drafts Mac Jones. Whoa. <laughs> like they're right there with, you know, double digit wins and they win the AFC East. So right. I, I don't think you could vote for anybody else, but I've got a plus 350 ticket on that. So um, I'm a little biased on the point, but that's why I may just sit out and watch the game and cheer for the Patriots or maybe get involved in game, but pregame, I'm having a hard time. I'm having a hard time with that. All right. So on Christmas day, we got two games. Yeah. Which game will you be more interested in watching the one 30 Pacific time Cleveland green Bay game or the five 15 Indianapolis, Arizona game, which is a four 30 eight 15 Eastern time kick on Christmas day. Oh man, if I was to make a line on this, I mean, and we were, well, I mean, we could do a poll on props.com and, <laughs> and ask the people if Indianapolis, Arizona don't win, I'd be shocked. I mean, that's the game. I mean, and a lot of times, is it, is it though? Really? Well, I mean, you have far, you, you, you have Favre's record about to fall here. You, you got records falling left and right around Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of things to watch with Rodgers here and what he's accomplishing with this Packer team. Green True. Bay. Bay is pretty com- is comfortable. The yeah. Browns backs against the wall. Short week. They have to win this game or their season's over. They could get ba- they could get Baker back. He might be there. And you have a desperate team. I mean, Indy's probably making the playoffs. The Cardinals are making the playoffs most likely. Is Indy know. making the playoffs if they lose this game? They can still they're make eight, the playoffs. They're eight and six. They can still yeah. make it. I mean, right. it's it's not it's not. A sure, yeah, because I, I keep forgetting because I'm equating seven losses with nine wins, but that's not the case because there's 17 right. games, so right. I'm constantly having to go. And the okay. Titans could lose at home, I mean, so the Titans right. could fall into nine and six. And so, the, if it's right. eight and seven and nine and six, then they're still alive for the division. For the division, yeah, so okay, um, yeah, I just a lot of times I defer to the, the, the closer point spread, too. I just feel like it's going to be a more competitive game. I don't know what we're going to get from Cleveland, who's playing, who's not. Um, yeah, it might be a little bit of a celebration if if Rodgers, you know, does it or whatever he's going to do. I don't even know. But I would say, I mean, is it that easy or no? You think that it's if you had to pick one, you would tell me Cleveland Green Bay? No, I think you're right. The late game probably is the more attractive. But I think there are some people who are going to be really excited to watch this Green Bay game against against the pack against the Browns. There's a lot of really interesting things going into this game. So Rogers tied Brett Favre's franchise record of 442 touchdown passes on Sunday. So in the 31 30 win, Rogers can break the record at Lambeau coming up here against the Browns on Sunday. Uh, Favre needed 255 games and 253 starts for his 442. Rogers is in his 17th season, can do it in his 211th game in his 204th start as a quarterback, doing it much quicker than Favre. Different and game, right- though. All these totally. records are totally different. Like it's going to change. I didn't really, I mean, not that I don't like records and things like career achievements and stuff, but 
the game has changed so much. I mean, it is just different. And it's like the three pointer. It's like the three point thing with, with exactly games totally different now. Yeah. So I don't know. That's not going to make me an individual team record. It's a cool story, but I don't think that's a, that's going to make me go, Oh, I need to see that game. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, will they even stop the game? They won't even stop the game. They'll probably just wave yeah, to the they, crowd and like. Uh, and they won't stop it, but they'll acknowledge it for sure. Yeah, I mean, they they, they will definitely stop and wave and have it on the on the. And I think Favre might be there, and so and and, and Favre also talked. To are they the good? Guy. Like, are they good? Were they? Were they? Eh, they say they are, but no one really knows it. They say they're good. <laughs> I mean, when when Rogers was going through the whole vaccine thing, Favre was pretty much defending him and. Getting getting them getting behind him and backing him up and stuff. So time maybe. heals all wounds. I mean, like it shouldn't be no bad blood between those two now. Like Favre knew he was coming for his job. He was probably in practice going, "Man, this dude can throw." Like I gotta go play for the Jets or yeah. the Vikings or something. It's just like so that. funny though because there is a little bit of a father son thing because of what Rogers is doing to Jordan Love. Like there is that interesting like yeah. Favre, Favre can look at Rogers and say, "See, that's why I was a jerk." You're doing the same thing that I did. And now, you know, like there is a little bit of that, like father, probably like, you know, everything comes around, goes around type of type of deal with the two of them. So he probably feels more, more of a kindred spirit with Rogers now. And maybe Rogers is feeling more comfortable with him because he's like, all right. Yeah. You had a point. I was, (laughs) yeah, I was, I I was a a punk and I should have listened at some point, you know, as the older one, you got to know they're coming. And I mean, you're watching in practice and you're kind of, you know, in the meetings and you're teaching them how to take your job. So you have that pushback and the kid is always wanting that spot. Like they, there's no way for And the kid's always coming up. I do it now with the kids. I got the seniors and the sophomores and like they're constantly at each other. And I'm like, listen, I tell the sophomores, you're going to get your opportunity. It may come next week. If you're better than them, you're going to play. But right now, you're not. So quit trying to poke the bear and be a good teammate and do your job. It's, I mean, and these guys are alpha males, so I get it. But, like, it's done. Brett, show up and smile and, and, and hand them the ball and say you're the best now. And be done with it. You got all the money. You got the rings. I mean, Aaron's got to get another ring to be considered even close to what Favre did. I think in the Green Bay fans' eyes. I would agree. Yeah. It's 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 going to be fun to watch the the reaction though. So, all right, time now for bet it or book it. This will be a little bit more of a lengthy one because this is oh going to include the games for Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh my! NFL. Advanced right? betting on bet it or book it for the first yeah, time is, ever. Is, some of these have been bet, some of these have not. But but I'm I'm I, these are where I am for most of it. I have bet this Army today in the Armed Forces Bowl. Missouri star running back is out of this game. It's caused a three point line move from yeah. three and a half to six and a half. I was in love with Army at three and a half. I thought it might come down because of SEC public money coming in on Missouri. That didn't happen and said it rocketed to six and a half. I had to bet it because I think Army is going to put up a number. I am also on Army team total over 30 and a half. I think Missouri's defense, which is one of the worst in the country, gets absolutely steamrolled here by Army. Betting it or booking it, Army minus six and a half. Who wants to play this offense in a bowl game when you really don't have your best guys? Like, you, you don't see this offense ever. 
give me Army in the bowl game. Like I, I, I try to think of a key reason or a case like why I would book it. And then I'm like, this is one of those times when I remember, like, Dave, you're not in the book. You don't have to think the other side of this. You can go in with them. So, yes, we're betting Army. Um, are we worried about scoring enough points? Like I feel like For the total we are going to score. The, you, you think Missouri's going to score? I think they're going. I mean, I like don't. Army. I disagree. I don't. They gave up some points. The Navy, they lost outright. Like, what do you mean they gave up some points? They gave up 14 points to Navy. What are you talking about? That game was extremely low scoring. Okay, so we got we got to get a 16th straight year. The under came in in Army Navy. That's what I mean. So can Army score enough points to cover the spread? Oh, Army Army scores 30.9 points a game. This do they score throw- that today? I already bet it. I told you over 30 and a half okay. points. I think they All score right. 40 today. I think they annihilate. Really? Yes. I think they're going to have big plays. All it takes over them. The so, okay. So, all right. So if you, sc- if they get big plays, they're covering this and the game's going over. Okay. Yeah, that's they're, fine. They're, all right. They, they, they got to get big plays though. This isn't like, you know, three yards, four yards. No, 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 yards. no, 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 no. They got to no, break no. one or two. Yeah. Army averages 11.1 yards per pass play. Okay. So number one in the country, when they do throw, it's always a big play. So when they throw in the complete in Missouri's defense, wants no part again, their head smacked around for four quarters by this army defense, army offense. It's not fun to play army, but it's why army put up big points against these types of defenses all year long. Right. The the conference USA level defense. that's what Missouri is first time in a bowl game in like seven years for them. There were six and six on the year. They're lucky to be in this bowl game. This is the Armed Forces Bowl. This is a lot of military people. This is Army, Navy, Air Force. These are Marines. These are people. The fans are filled up with people who are in the same line of work as Army. Like they're and they're pissed off they lost to Navy. So like this is a this is a chance to pound an SEC team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Army's putting up points today in my mind. All right. Let's ride. Let's go. I'll bet it. All right. Army minus six and a half. We already talked about this game a little bit already for Thursday night football. I'm a truther for the Titans. I, I was on them last week. I, I I faded the Steelers. It burned me, but the four turnovers, it's why that game went the way it went. It was just ridiculous. The only reason they, why. they should have won that game. It no was doubt. just, they kept on throwing up on themselves and they wouldn't stop. It was driving me crazy. I was like, this is nuts. Stop turning the darn football over and you're going to win the game. And they couldn't do it. I, the Niners are opportunistic. I like their defense a lot, but it feels like everyone now has jumped on this Niner train after they were very disappointing. This is the type of game where Jimmy Garoppolo has a tough night. Like this is, this is where I think Jimmy G throws picks. He gets sacked. He fumbles. And I think the Titans do enough to keep this close. They might win the game, but I'm going to take the three and a half Titans plus three and a half betting at a book. Bet it. I think they can win the game. I, I, and like I said, when we just broke it down a little bit ago, anything over three, I'm in. You, you, you don't have to sell me anything. I just take the points and, and think we're live, um, both pregame, during the game. And then as far as winning the game, I think they can win the game. So, I mean, it might be even worth the sprinkle on the money line for anyone listening. I mean, you can get a nice plus before the game. Do you subscribe to the 10% rule when it comes to betting dogs on the money line? I don't think there's any, it all depends on your bankroll. I mean, if things are rolling and you're pressing, like you can bet half a unit on. Wow. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I never do that. I, I always do 10% of the, yeah, bet. whatever, that's, whatever know. works. I, I don't think there's hundred bucks down on a side. I put 10 bucks on the money line. In. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I think there's uh there's times where, you know, you may want to take a little bit more because 
again, the in-game has changed everything. When it when we started seeing in-game, I was just like, oh, well, I'm going to grab this now so I can grab this later. And then so if you see a plus pregame money line like this and they get the lead, you just take the you, so you want the biggest plus and you want as much on it as is comfortable. Okay. And then, you know, when you really like it, you put that what I used to call in the book an uncomfortable amount of money on something. And then it's a real sweat. But that's not really sometimes uh, viable. So, yeah, yeah. I think 10 percent is a good a good start. I try to recommend not doing that. Yeah, <laughs> putting, yeah. putting an uncomfortable, uncomfortable amount of money. It's not good. I try, I try to do that. I have bet this, and I bet this this morning. This is a Christmas Day teaser. We are going Colts from a pick to plus six. Ooh. And we're taking the Packers down from seven to minus one. Betting or booking this teaser on Christmas Day. Mm. Packers definitely winning that game, so I got to worry about this Colts number. Um, I'll book this one, and Ooh, I hate really? it. Yeah, I, I'll ha- I hate it because I think the Colts, the, are gonna, Colts are going to close as a favorite in this game, and I'm giving them six points. I know, I know. And Cardinals the Colts, win by seven. That's really, what, that's the first thing I thought. What this could happen because well, if this happen. hit, anything, anything could happen, but if this said if this said Colts plus seven and a half. Like while the line was still flipped and you grabbed it, then I feel a little more comfortable. But when I see that Colts plus six, I've seen that so many times in the book where what beats you? That's the first thing I think because I used to type well, the tickets. overtime six. I like because overtime, as we talked is about, is a push. It's a push. So I right. saved myself on that. So yes. it's not, I, I I don't like the, I wouldn't do it if, you know, obviously I wouldn't do five anyway, but like six, I'm okay with. Yeah. And then, so like I would, I would need just to lose straight up by a touchdown. Right. And, and I just, I mean, I think the Colts win the game outright. No, I, I mean, that's makes perfect sense. I'm just saying, I've seen this so many times when you take six, mm-hmm. what my first thought is as I'm typing the ticket and collecting the money from the customer, I'm like looking at it going, all right, what do you think beat you? Well, the only thing that beats you is Arizona by seven or more. Probably not going to happen, but I know I've seen it. So I'll take my chances and book it going. If Arizona wins, they're probably going to win. It's going to fall seven. And all those teasers are going to win for the book. Mm, interesting. And what will be wild is what will, what might happen on the other side is if you get to a two and a half point number, I may tease the Cardinals up to plus eight and a half. And and, Ooh, and have and, both things working and have both and, and, and have both sides of it and try to win them both. So I'm just gonna see how high this number winds up going and how many points can I get on the home dog? If it goes to two or two and a half, it's the and perfect you get over to seven. Yeah, that would be go right up again. Have and have a middle, have a plus six and have a plus seven and a half and have a middle. Those are fun. When you're watching games with that big of a, of a middle with pluses on both sides, you don't even need a team to win. You just need them to stay within something. Those are fun watches. Those And now you have positions established. You can in-game that thing even more and just build your pile up. Like right. I have 10, 10, 10, 10. All of a sudden, if the game falls anywhere in this gigantic middle, 10 points or so is a good middle, you, you know, you win all your bets. It's a it's a good spot to be in, and just need to make sure the Packers win. <laughs> like that, that, that's the only Packers get upset, and it's like rut row. Then if the Packers right. lose at home to the Browns right now, that is going to upset a lot of odds 
for the playoffs in the NFC because that opens the door for a whole new path. Right now, everything's going through Lambeau and through Green Bay, and the Browns go there and win in December on Christmas? Come on, we got to change everything. We got to change it all. Yeah, I can't see it, but it's the only thing about crazy stuff that could happen. So, yeah. uh, all right, I am going back into the Ooh. John Harbaugh fade world here. Ooh. Monster game, huge game. The line's already baked in with Lamar playing for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Does he? Does he not? I don't know. I kind of want him to play, to be quite honest. I'm a little bit scared, <laughs> to be quite honest. Mm-hmm. Hutley can play. He's when he's healthy. So Lamar plays, he's not healthy and he's playing. I just like this Bengals team. I've liked them all year. I I, I like Burrow. I hate Zach Taylor, but I like Joe Burrow. I like the offense. I got a small number of minus three here. I'm taking the Bengals minus minus two and a half betting it or booking it. Man, I, I don't like this game. You want to talk about not liking the bills and the Patriots game two and a half. Man, this game is so hard. It is so hard. Uh, for the purposes of the show, I'm going to book it. Only because I just, until they get this win. And the Bengals they win. The they Bengals got the first time win. they played. And I know. They won, they won at Baltimore already. That's why. Now they have to win. It's for everything. And you said it. Zach Taylor, John Harbaugh. Yeah, that's a How's that job. feel? You got the guy laying the points. A bad I'm taking the guy getting the points in that matchup. That's it. Yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only thing that I need to cross over is, is I mean, because the Bengals win. They're winning the division. They're going to have a home game. Like so many things can happen. It's such a big moment. It's a big step for Burrow. It's a huge step for Taylor. It's a huge step for the organization. Can they win it? Absolutely. And this might be the nail in the coffin to really put the Ravens in danger of making the playoffs. Missing Three weeks it. ago, or, or missing it, they'll have to win out and yeah, get yeah. help yeah. to make it. Three weeks ago, they were winning the division. They were the three seed in the AFC. Three losses later, they're out. I mean, how are they can covering? Happen. How are they covering these receivers for the, the Bengals? Oh, I have Just, no idea. This is a so shootout. It has to be for the Ravens to win, in my mind. I don't think it's a low-scoring game. I mean, it could be, I guess. It's Cincinnati in December. But I just think that this is – there are mismatches all over the flipping field for the Bengals. Like, all over? Everywhere. Chase – Jamar Chase should have a day. Like, he should have – So should Mixon, though, shouldn't he? Yes, I would agree with that. Yes, he should. Uh-huh. I mean – I would agree. It all points to like this could be the coming out party for the Cincinnati Bengals, the young Cincinnati Bengals. They could light it up. They I think they're dangerous. Score. I think they're dangerous in the playoffs. No one's talking about them. I think they're dangerous. Oh, they are dangerous. Oh, no question. So oh. Burrow, Burrow's got the it factor. He loves he 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 performs in big games. Their offensive line's been he's protecting. Yep, he's a dude. He's got three of the best wideouts in the game. He's got a good running back. His defensive line's been getting after the quarterback. The secondary is good enough. It's not great. It's good enough. Their Achilles heel is their coach. <laughs> That's their Achilles heel is who is who their coach is. But isn't this going to come down to another two point conversion? I that hope would not. 
I mean, because, like, seriously. That means I lose my bet, so I hope not. So <laughs> on, on, on the hook, like, please no. Like, just have it not come down to, like, Ravens going for two to win the game, and, like, I lose. Can't happen again. Can't it? I mean, it could. Seriously. It absolutely could. But I think this is the game that it all comes back to burn them because if they lose this game and they had won those previous two, this game wouldn't matter as much. They'd be way up in the division. Right. But because they did that, this game is for the division. And, uh-oh. I just think Not only for the division, it's the loser is a big time dog to make the playoffs. I, I, I more the Ravens and the Bengals, but I see, I see what you're Ravens, saying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the Bengals are aren't having the same number of of tiebreaker problems that the Ravens do. Right. But yeah, I mean, look, if the Bengals win and beat the Ravens and the Steelers lose, yeah, it's theirs. I That's mean, it. That's the, and they swept the Ravens and the Steelers. In the same year, it's been a long time since they could say that. That's what all of this is on. And you got the guy laying the two and a half points. I think I'm going to book it. All right. Before we wrap here, what is your, we normally do best thing about today. Yeah. Because today is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We're not back till Monday. So we go to Christmas. What is the best thing about Christmas to Dave Sherapan? Oh, it's all about the family. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a fun time and like having the little one and still believing in the whole thing is, is great. But we, I mean, my mother-in-law, Debbie has been cooking for three days. Like we're going to have, oh, she's got stuff in fridges. I don't even ask what it is. It says, do not touch. She writes on it. Like don't, because she knows I'm going to sneak in there and grab a piece of something. (laughs) She's like, baby, don't touch this. Don't touch that. Um, but it's just an all day affair with, and for me as a kid, it was like, you know, it was time together, but then we always did a Christmas movie mm. every year. We went out and saw a Christmas movie. It was awesome. And I've tried to institute that and nobody wants to leave. And now everybody comes oh. to the house. Okay. Like they invite friends over. We end up usually playing board games or a card game breaks out and you know, the kids and I, we, we, we stay up and Pat Pat passes out on the one couch and grandma yells at everybody for not picking up all their plates. And it's just one of those Christmas scenes. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's just all about the family. And um, you know, we can finally worry about the elf being gone for another year. Uh, you know, Oh boy. Yeah. Coming up with something every day. The pressure is every day. For this elf thing, man, it's hard. I would agree. For me, I'm right along with you. It, it's been a transitional thing for me over the years because I come from a very large Italian family. And so like on Thanksgiving, we had the turkey bowl growing up. And so we would, we would have the draft and we would have the in-laws against the, we would call it the blood versus the non-blood. And so like <laughs> the, the guys who married in versus the people who were you know, blood and like, we'd have this like separation and like, it was a, it was a big talk in the sun. Like July 4th, we'd start talking about it. Okay. Like we had to talk about the game and like, who was the captains this year? And like, okay. So who, who is old enough to play in it of the cousins? Cause I have 19 cousins. So like who, who got to play? So that was a whole like big buildup to Thanksgiving. Now everyone's much older. Turkey bowl has been disbanded for a while. Most yeah. of my aunts and uncles are now over the age of 65. Yeah. And so, you know, they're very much not, we're not doing this anymore. And most of my cousins, I'm 44 now. So like yeah. that tradition, unfortunately died, which stunk. So Christmas comes 
we do the Christmas movie as well. My aunt and uncle, who I'm extremely close with, who live in Connecticut, would always come up. And they're huge movie buffs. My cousin's a filmmaker because of that. And so we would always have, we'd go to Christmas, we'd have our own individual families, and then we'd go to different people's houses for Christmas. But we all would go to the movies. Right. And, we, and, and we'd all go. Madeline and Teresa aren't really down with the movies anymore. Yeah. So they're kind of like, eh. And I'm like, let's no, Okay, fine. We'll, we, so, so that's kind of done. Yeah. So it's been this like transition for me now that we're out and gone that like, that's why we, we go home either Christmas or Thanksgiving because we want to have one of those traditions with our, with our families. Yeah. But I love the fact that now we stay here for Christmas because we want Madeline to wake up on Christmas morning in her own bed. Yep. And that tradition is something that we, Trish and I talked about a lot because we were always traveling on the holidays and we're like, you know what? Like we're done traveling on the holidays. Like we're going to wake up. She's going to wake up in her own, her own bed, in her own house. And that's going to be important for her to have that memory of running, you know, out or running up the stairs or whatever. It's the best. And, and having that Christmas Thanksgiving, you know, family type of thing. That tradition is what now it is our tradition now yep. is having having our kid wake up in 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 and still having the magic and still having that wonder and like you know am I on the nice list like she asked me about where we're how driving many home. years do you think we got left of that they're both seven how many years one. we got left I, I I hope I hope it's one. I think this is the second to last year. There's certain things that Madeline is able to determine because she's, she's an analytical person. She likes to dissect stuff. So she's kind of starting to do the dots <laughs> and like going like, you know, but this is, I, um, yeah, like, okay. Like she really, she, you can tell that she wants to keep the magic going and she's, it's important to her, but like yeah. her brain is starting to click and go, wait, but I learned that in school about this and that doesn't make any sense, yeah. but okay, that's fine. That we'll just, we'll ignore it and keep going. So I think we got a year, hopefully got to get a year left, but that's why, the, that's why this year was going to be Disney because, well, it was going to be one of the last times that we right. see, have this like big, huge, like, you know, magical moment. And now that's been, but I can't update you before we get out of here. Um, Teresa texted me. This is how we, we communicate when I'm on the show, but she said, we're all set. I moved the trip to March. We can move it again if we want, but we're not losing any money. We're all we're all good. All good. So we're all good. Flights are good. Hotels good. Disney's good. So basically, um, when are you going to tell her that March Madness is in March? Pre March Madness. Well, pre March Madness. Okay. We'll do it. We'll do it before the tournament. So, so like the first week, maybe a St. Patrick's Day at Disney. I don't know. I've never done. I've never done St. Patrick's Day at Disney. <laughs> so, so many basketball tournaments here. We're going to have a lot of people here. I don't know. Might have to do it the first week of March. That would probably be a better point to go the first week of yeah, March. Yeah, just or maybe in February. Yeah, or maybe maybe go February. But now right. I've got, I've got a you know, a good solid four figure trip sitting there that needs to be taken at some point in the near future. Ooh, yeah, that's that has to, yeah. has to be used. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're done day for the week. We'll be back on Monday. But please give everybody at your house a, a phenomenal, uh, huge thumbs up. Thank you. And the doors open. You, the, the wives are talking. We may see they you. Are? Okay, good. Ah, well, she, uh, she wants. My, my, I was going to say it, but Teresa wants. I mean, she's like, are yeah. we going to go to Dave's house? I it's, was like, uh, we're, I'm we're trying to figure in. it out. The wives no. are in. I mean, we're right. in. We don't have to tell us to get together. I mean, it's, it's okay. that's easy. Yeah. But <laughs> the wives have to coordinate it because it's out of our hands. Like the rest. Yeah, so I'm I'm smoking a uh, tenderloin for the first time, and I think we're we're eating at like two thirty or three. Oh, so boy. 
we'll be done and you know we can kind of like say hey we got somewhere we gotta go so like um <laughs> thanks for coming over keep me posted <laughs> will do everybody thanks for watching thanks for listening subscribe yeah. to the bostonian versus the book we'll be back on monday to recap and start counting it down to the new year six and the college football playoffs we got a ton of line movement a ton of betting talk to come at you on monday have a phenomenal holiday merry christmas and we'll talk to you on monday for the bostonian versus the book